0: This is Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song-by-song podcast. Flashback bonus tracks.
1: Hi, I'm Eric Winsensen.
0: and I'm Eric Paul Johnson. Here are some selected comments for Flashback. Uh, if you don't hear your comment here, we probably read it on our Zoom casts over there on the Electric Light Orchestra podcast YouTube page. And if you didn't hear them there or here, it's because the comments didn't filter down my way. I was in Facebook jail for a month because Facebook sucks but you got no choice if you want to reach people.
2: Fucking thing sucks!
0: Anyway, our first comment is from Vinnie Corbett, who is a newbie to the show, but binged them all. So he's up to date. And here's his comment on Baby I Apologize. Sounds like he wrote it for Kermit the Frog. Frogs don't dig that lousy music. And for Grieg's Piano Concerto in A minor.
1: Aaron Jansen says, always wondered where this song came from. As for Jeff's drumming, I believe he also played drums on Feel Too Good off the Moves Looking On album. A lot of energy on that track as well.
0: MJ wrote, in the finest tradition of Nero and the Gladiators, and of course B Bumble and the Stingers, take some classical, add rock and roll, almost ELO in reverse. I like the B Bumble reference there. I love that version of Flight of the Bumblebee. It's one of those songs that is Sweet Jesus, I Gotta Hear Flight of the Bumblebee by B Bumble and the Stingers. It's a lot of fun. Then
1: there was the resident's Flight of the Bumble Roach.
0: Well now I gotta hear that. <laughs>
1: Was that? That was very interesting music.
3: And on that joyous note, let us get on with the show.
0: Tears in your life.
3: That
1: yellow esque mournful vocoder style you guys mentioned was used in the Rain is Falling's intro, I believe. The strings here sound very similar to the ones used in Time After Time.
0: You're right. I feel really stupid about that vocoder, because in the show I said, uh, I don't know, that sounds armchair theory. It seems like it's an ELO song, but I can't think of what ELO song it would have ever been in. Well, duh, dork brain. <laughs> Rain is falling. You friggin' love Rain is Falling, and you've heard it a 100 trillion times since 1982. To be clear, I'm calling myself a dork brain, not jib.
2: The voice is back. Hello, this is Dr. Troy, and there's something else about tears in your eyes. For some strange reason, when I first heard the... Tears in your life Nothing but tears in your life At the beginning, it reminded me of that bizarre red ships of Spain sketch that Will Ferrell did with Alec Baldwin years ago on Saturday Night Live, Will Ferrell playing Robert Goulet, and for some reason, the way Jeff Lynn sings that, it reminded me of that song, Red Ships of Spain, Red Ships of Spain. I'll talk to you later. Bye. I never thought of this. Eh?
0: Vinny Corbett had this to say about Love Changes All. I noticed the beginning of the song has the same chord sequence as Bluebird is Dead just out a faster tempo just saying
1: remember things
0: like that. Uh, moving on to Helpless. Alex von
1: Petersdorf says you can actually make a whole album of these types of bonus tracks. I mean songs that were recorded or finished between 2000 and 2013 which can't be attributed to an earlier album mostly because they have newly recorded drums that sound like 2000 or later. Here is my lost ELO album. One, Love Changes All. Love
2: changes all. Love changes all.
1: Two surrender, Surrender, surrender. three cold feet,
2: four
1: tears in your life, tears in your life, nothing but tears in your life. One Day. Six, Greg's Piano Concerto. Seven, Helpless. Latitude eighty eight north. It's like
2: latitude eighty eight north. It's so cold, cold as hell.
1: Nine little town flirt. Yeah, you
2: can get pulling
1: the rain with that little
2: town flirt.
1: Ten lucky motel. 11, out of inside, you're out of luck and twelve point of no return
2: this no,
3: no return this is complete big time radio
2: KMET is a place to be for the, rock and rock on Radio. Oh.
3: the Electric Light Orchestra in concert. In the, city. Oh, oh, oh. the Big Night with ELO and Extra Added Attraction Journey.
2: Oh, the wheel in the sky.
3: And on the same show, Kingfish, and introducing Trickster, Saturday, August 26th at Anaheim Stadium. Don't miss the Electric Light Orchestra in concert with fantastic lighting and laser effects under the stars, ELO, produced by Wolf and Listweather Concerts.
1: This is Denise Crosby, Tasha Yar from Star
0: Trek, The Next Generation, and you're listening to Face the Music. An electric light orchestra song by song podcast. Okay, so you heard the new tracks that were on Afterglow. I guess this is the uh what did you think of what we heard segment?
1: On Afterglow or on Flashback? Fa-
0: <laughs> on Flashback <laughs> The new tracks that we heard. Ah, okay. Mm.
1: The new tracks that we heard. Well, I liked some of them. It's good to actually have all of them put together. That he uh, went back and reworked a lot of these things that he hadn't finished and actually released them. I like the new version of Xanadu. I like Riggs' Piano Concerto, surf Style, and a few other things on here. Then there's some stuff that, yeah, it's just your typical, huh, well, we need some space to fill on the box set to sell the fact that this is the second box set with some of the same stuff on it and we've got greatest hits collections out and everything else and well we got to convince people to buy this but i think for convincing people to buy it there's enough on here i just wish that maybe they had released this o disc or is that on flashback that
0: was afterglow
1: that was afterglow okay so <laughs> what is this number five disc on this thing disc three Disc 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wish they just released disc 3 as a separate thing. Sometimes they do these things and then they decide, you know what, uh, we should just go ahead and release the Odds & Sods disc on its own for people who don't want to shell out for all the songs that they already have for the nth time.
0: Yeah. Star rating?
1: Star rating just for these? Sure. Since I don't have the box set? Sure. Uh, three and a half.
0: Yeah, that was my kind of thinking when I found out that Yellow has a new box set out. And I was thinking, well, well they, they, they just put out Afterglow 10 years ago, and that was loaded with stuff. What are they going to put on this? The extra bonus tracks were great. There was an edit of Mama on there, which I did not like. <laughs> I like the full version, because I think the edit cut out some of the things that I liked that was on the album version.
1: I hate it when they do that. They never even did a single edit, and this edit is not even Needed. necessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, uh, Yeah, there's Black Sabbath Hits album where, for some reason, they put an edited version of Iron Man on there. <laughs> and who wants to hear a damn edited version of Iron Man?
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a slightly different mix of Do Ya on there. It had a couple of extra guitar chords that were probably dropped from the final mix for a New World record. Because it doesn't sound like Jeff added them in later on a, a different guitar. It was a bit of a remix on Mission, A New World whatever the subtitle is for that, that had some nice touches to it I like All of those are things that we covered when we did those songs before. And there was a little extra thing before Hold On Tight, which I guess was supposed to be the sound of the time transporter, but that was cut off of time. And I used it for the intro for each episode that took place during the synthesizer years of ELO, 81 to 86. There had been a lot of complaints over the previous 10 years about the sound of Afterglow. And I can see it. The sound is kind of thin, but they put on a bunch of echo or, or reverb or whatever to make it sound big, which, again, not really necessary. And I had read somewhere, I don't remember where, this was a while ago, that Afterglow wasn't Jeff Lynn's project. I guess the record company thought, well... Here, let's put out a box set and grab some of those tracks that weren't used for secret messages and put the B-sides on there, and they should keep them happy. The sound on Flashback, it does sound much better. It doesn't sound like it was badly futzed. It's remastered, and it sounds much better than Afterglow did. But, yeah, it's pretty much loaded with all the songs I already have on the original albums, on a couple of compilations. I really don't buy the compilations because... I already have all those songs. And it's a lot of the same stuff that was on Afterglow, just sounding better. But Jeff Lynne was involved with Flashback, so that's another difference from Afterglow. So for box sets, I would say Flashback is better, even though Afterglow had Hello My Old Friend, which is a stone-cold great friggin' song, and some other secret messages leftovers. But yeah, I'm gonna say Flashback was better than Afterglow. I mean, Grieg's Piano Concerto, that's just... Stone Cold friggin' awesome! I can listen to that a thousand times a day for the rest of my life and never get tired of it. All the finished songs that have been sitting around for twenty years—I think those are great. Indian Queen? Uh, it's a nice little glimpse into how Jeff Lynne might have recorded a demo a whole bunch of years ago. But otherwise, it's just kind of... I know you despise who's that, but I love it. So yeah, I think I'd give it. Four, four and a half out of five stars for Flashback. I don't like the title of the box set, though, but I like the box set.
1: Yeah, Flashback sounds more like uh, box set for the move, because <laughs> I think Roy Wood's been having those for a number of years, probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, or some 1-800 collection of great hits of the psychedelic era from the 60s. Here's the Bubble Puppy and Green Tambourine and... And the strawberry alarm clock. And hey man, wouldn't you like to have all of these? Call 1 800 and get your three disc, four cassette, two album, four eight track set of Flashback.
2: Hey man, is that Freedom Rock? Yeah man, well turn
1: it up man. Order now and you get a bonus package of Jeff Lynn's naval lint.
0: <laughs> I'll take that, sure.
1: This was cleaned out for the cover of On the Third Day and has been preserved. <laughs>
0: There you go, you get some vintage, authentic ELO with it.
1: Exactly. Here's how to
0: order!
3: Call toll-free 1-800-445-8500 or save COD fees by sending nineteen ninety five for records or cassettes or twenty four ninety five for compact discs plus $3 shipping and handling to P.O. Box 3000-R, Colorado Springs, Colorado.
0: As far as album titles go, Afterglow is a far superior title for an ELO box set because it's, you know... Lost track of how many times Jeff Flynn ever said Afterglow in any of his songs, so when you get a career spanning box set for Electric Light Orchestra, Afterglow. There's your name. Unfortunately, it was taken, so I, I guess we can call it Flashback. Good enough. Print up the covers, release it.
1: Yeah, well, now if they had done Electric Light Parliament Funkadelic Orchestra.
0: <laughs> now I'm curious to hear that. <laughs>
1: that would be very interesting
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> how do you do Mr. Sponsor how
2: do you do here's the time for a commercial for you we'd be glad to put it in if you get up the tin how do you do Mr. Sponsor how do you do oh Sponsor
0: Buster. Who's your mama? Who's your daddy?
3: Who's your lawyer? Gotta be Corey Gomel, the heavy hitter. Call me. I'm attorney Corey Gomel. It's my job to get you more money than they're telling you about. Let me put things back together. Call the heavy hitter. 713 723 3000. I'm attorney Corey Gomel. The
0: heavy hitter is the way to go. Call
3: 723 Back to ELO.
1: Flashback was released on November 21st of 2000. It features liner notes by David Wilde and comments on each song by Jeff Lynn. It includes an edit of Great Balls of Fire from the night the lights went out in Long Beach, as well as a number of songs, including some new versions or alternate mixes of some of those previous
3: songs as well. Hello everybody, it's me Dono behind that Xanadu deal, and here's my take on the package of everything that was, is, and forever will be flashback. In 1990, I was working retail, and I had an ongoing battle with almost every customer with an ice cream addiction, usually under the age of 8 and over 62. In the middle of this mess, CDs were taking over the format wars, and the novelty of ELO getting a box set treatment was a double whammy for me. Bonus tracks and the liner notes certainly add an extra layer to this cake. And remember, waiting at the bus stop, going home from buying Afterglow from the local Tower Records, anxiously waiting to hear and read it. For the rest of my Afterglow madness, well, listen to my reviews on that one. As for flashback, it came at the end of a rough day at work. Not only was my job in jeopardy again, but I was told that I would have dragged the rest of the business down with me. And looking back, I wish it did, as I was surrounded by white, straight male drama queens on drugs. And I got my copy from the old Sound Station Records on the other side of LAX in the LA suburb called Westchester. Even though the CD format largely, though not totally, won out, and box sets were now commonplace, and we were at the dawn of the industry meltdown from the rampage downloading, the same excitement was still there only more so, and first glance of this giddiness was the packaging. Small size, but more portable and elaborate, as I was able to stuff this madness easily into my backpack. The liner notes were good alongside Jeff's track by track commentary, though I suspect he was kinda pushed into it as they weren't as elaborate as David Wilde's scribe, and it didn't have the silly disk lettering system, or, yeah, lettering system as aftermath. The track selection was fun and jumbled that, to me, suggested Jeff was trying to make things up from the strictness from Aftermath. The modus tracks were more from Secret Messages and Balance of Power sessions, but two more turned out to be a revelation, and they were both from Xanadu. Being a fan of the movie for this long, I have been longing for anything rare and digital. In Xanadu, the new version, and Love Changes All were Nirvana, Xanadu and ELO-wise. This set and the individual releases of the albums will be quite the warm-up to all things leading up to Zoom and its supposed tour but I'm not going to do any, any foreshadowing here until Eric bugs me to do a Zoom overview or something related to the Zoom tour live show. To say the very least, Flashback is superior to Afterglow. No novelty intentions. The playlist is much more interesting, not heavily dependent on the usual. And the nifty between the track studio bits make this whole package very special. A nice touch. P.S. I do fear that if there is going to be a third yellow box set in the future, we'll probably cover up Zoom On Up. Accidental Foreshadowing Abound. Crap, my nose is bleeding now.
0: People donated to the podcast through Patreon.com/eloPod. Patreon—it's where you get to hear episodes a week in advance, and the only place you can hear expanded episodes. Christopher Mainwaring, Rob Eben, Mitch Barloga, Alex Hernandez, Mark Jealous, Diane Hughes, Louis Mendoza, Robert Berry, Roland Leger, Stacy Reed, Silver Wings. David M. Stowe Dono The ESO Network Jill Chenault Frederick Skog, And James Crow And thank yous to Tracer Anthony For his podcast cover artwork
3: You're doing this out of the goodness of your own Slimy little coal-colored heart
0: Throw some cash our way at patreon.com slash elopod. For $1 an episode, you can hear episodes a week before they post to the world. At the $2 per episode level, you get expanded episodes heard only on Patreon, reviews from Don Fields, the Erics Cover ELO cover songs, or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address eloftmpodcast at (laughs) gmail.com.
2: moments in electric light orchestra history
3: now you've also got the uh, the box set flashback which was released at the end of last year how much work did you put in on that it it seems so meticulously detailed like you really took it on for a long time and really worked hard on it oh I I worked very hard on that it took six months of solid work to do flashback because uh, Sony they were very kind and they I uh, got Al, Al Quaglieri and Jeff Maggett in to find all the, the tapes that were the, the best quality masters you know that hadn't been copied or a million times and they did that and uh, so we were able to make masters from the best possible source tapes
2: Hello, this is Troy with my comparison of Afterglow and Flashback In terms of song selection I give the edge to Afterglow i love the songs that jeff finished for the flashback box set but when i first listened to afterglow i was treated to a treasure trove of elo songs that i had never heard before songs like julie doesn't live here and destination unknown so for that reason i give the edge to afterglow in terms of sound quality i give the edge to flashback i think flashback sounds better however One has to understand that the technology used to remaster the tracks on Flashback did not exist at the time Afterglow was being compiled. And Afterglow does sound pretty good when you consider how CDs at that time sounded. And finally, in terms of liner notes, I'm almost tempted to call it a draw. But I give the edge to Afterglow because Afterglow is more of an essay, and its liner notes gives a detailed description of the history of the band and of the history behind each track on the box set. Now I do love Jeff's witty musings on flashback liner notes, but sometimes Jeff can be deliberately vague, and I know it's frustrating. So again. Afterglow gets the edge on song selection and liner notes, flashback on sound quality, so I prefer Afterglow, but just by a thin margin, and if you're an ELO fan, you have to have both box sets. If you can, financially swing it, that is. This has been A Thoughts From Troy.
0: If you didn't hear, Lewis Clark died, People who don't know, he did the strings for ELO from El Dorado all the way through... I think Secret Messages. I forgot to look. I know he's not on time. Jeff Flynn gets... well, Jeff Flynn gets all the credit for the ELO sound. And people just... oh, it's Jeff Flynn. But Lewis Clark deserves just as much of that credit. All that orchestra stuff that you hear, that's Lewis Clark. El Dorado, that's Lewis Clark. (laughs) Choir on Fire on High that gave that song such a great ominous feeling, Lewis Clark. Mm -hmm. Telephone Line is a beautiful song, but it was made just a million times beautifuler with Lewis Clark's orchestrationing on it. Mm Out of the Blue, some say the best ELO album. Strings arranged by Lewis Clark. Don't Bring Me Down, Lewis Clark. Okay, maybe not that one, but lots of other songs on Discovery that were made greater by Lewis Clark. The wonderful thing that everybody gets a gog over at the end of Mister Blue Sky, Lewis. The
1: orchestral arranger for a group always end up, I mean, normally a lot of times it's the keyboardist ends up being forgotten sometimes, but <laughs> it's the orchestral arranger that actually makes this big sound on there, he always gets to the side. Just like you hear Alan Parsons and Eric Wilson, but people forget about Andrew Powell.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did a lot of that stuff and <laughs>
0: yeah he was the one that made the orchestra part sound really good because before him the orchestra part was one violin straining to be heard over two crunchy grunging cellos that were overdubbed over each other and it is tough on the ears <laughs> Quite a few songs that I like from the pre-Lewis Clark days, but like Vegemite, it's an acquired taste. My absolute top, Yellow Ballad, Don't Walk Away. That's a great song. Jeff Lynne's voice sounds so mournful, and it really hits the tone of the song, and I like the music, and that's great. But when the strings come in, that's when my spine turns to pudding and my eyes roll back in my head, and I'm just, oh. That's, yeah, that's, that's the stuff. What Jeff Lynne brought, which was really great, and everybody in ELO brought was really great. Lewis Clark took that great and then doubled or tripled that great with his strings and the choir arrangements also it's just he was great he's he's really he should it should be jeff lynn and lewis clark when people talk about how elo sounded back in those classic elo days when they were traveling in a spaceship and selling metric butt tons of records True,
1: it's like i'd say having a good quarter of the band gone just right there yeah Well, he was a great arranger, definitely did a lot to give Yolo its sound and he's definitely going to be missed.
0: Is the Music and Electric Light Orchestra Song by Song podcast is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623 850 3375 or email us at ELOFTMPodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast. At patreon.com slash ELO pod.
1: Next week, episode 146. All right.